Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead world beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good. Uh, we're here for the double season finale. Uh, seasons 1, episode 9, and season 1, episode 10. Uh, I'll read out the name of the first episode now, and then the next one when we get to that actual episode, because we're going to do the one by one, of course. Uh, but the first one that we're starting with is season 1, episode 9, uh, The Deepest Cut. Um, what did you think of the, I guess, second to last episode, the penultimate one? Uh, I've tried to remember where they actually ended because i kind of watched them back to back so mm-hmm. um yeah no i mean as, as a whole over the two of them i i thought they were really good i really enjoyed them and um some of it i think we talked about you know th- there were certain things that happened that i sort of said i thought was probably going to happen in elton and silas kind of finding each other and then finding the other kid and then realizing that huck was the issue uh so you know that that i think was kind of predictable but you know that's fine i think it worked um and, and made sense uh silas also somewhat sacrificing himself which comes in the second bit i thought that was uh you know again fairly predictable although he's he doesn't appear to have died as far as we're aware Mm -hmm. um but we got an expansion of of what they were actually trying to do in terms of you know who the asset was and what they were you know trying to achieve with this whole plan in the first place um i i I think maybe that as a concept is slightly off um you know because the the whole idea of there were trying to get her because she's some mad genius although she doesn't know it is a little weird hmm. i think yeah um you know if if they because you could kind of think we were wondering about the, the down the lines of you know maybe she had some sort of something in her blood or or there was something like that um i I'm not sure I entirely buy the sort of well she's crazy intelligent but doesn't really realize it. Um I I don't know. I I'm not entirely sure I'm convinced by that. But you sort of roll with it and and uh, overall I think I quite enjoyed the storytelling aspect of it. Um I like what they did with the characters and uh where they you know left everything at the end of the second episode so uh, yeah overall quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd mostly agree. Uh, I really, really did enjoy these episodes a lot. I thought that they uh, ended things in, in quite an interesting way. I thought that where the characters ended up was quite interesting. I thought the overall quality of the episodes was really, really good. Um, it didn't feel sort of too sort of like stuffed or whatever to, to, to that sort of point. Um, I do agree in the way of like, Okay, you think that one of the kids is an asset, but it's actually the other one. But it's in in my eyes, in my mind, it sort of feels like it's almost both of them because they both kind of built the computer, they both kind of did different things, they're both sort of smart. Because let's not forget that e- even though Iris was the one that sort of finished off the computer, I suppose uh, Hope still did things like all the map coordinates and other bits and pieces as well. Um, so to me it's sort of like, you think it's one of them, like they think it's one of the kids, or the the teenagers, they're not really kids, um, of the teenagers, it's actually the other one, but it's sort of both of them, so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of 
works going forward. Um, yeah. And like what both, because Hope and Iris are obviously in different places at the moment, what they both sort of do about that. And uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It, it feels like a little bit of a sort of, um, there's something special with this kid, uh, but not in like a cure sort of sense. Because when you've got like Last of Us and stuff, which has got Ellie and uh, she's immune and everything and they want to get her to the Fireflies, which is the point of the first game. Um, it's sort of similar to that, but instead of, like, Iris or Hope having the cure or being um, immune, it's like, okay, they're smart so they can help us rebuild the world and they can help us kind of, uh, you know, rebuild. Because the ultimate goal, I suppose, of all of this is to rebuild society or or eventually find some sort of cure if they can, which we've seen in the post credit scenes with uh, the experiments and stuff. So there's both of them sort of on track, I suppose. Um, it does make somewhat sense that um what they chose to go with was like okay these kids are smart because this show's got more of a sort of uh okay there's the military here there's this well-established group that are researching things the other two shows don't have that um the other two shows have been more about sort of survival so it makes sense that like okay one of the doctor you know dr bennett you know one of his kids is smart they want to add that kid to the group and then sort of work their way forward from there um so i do think that the idea is kind of interesting it's just a bit weird how you felt the need to put this twist in of like okay we think it's one of them but it's actually the other but it's sort of both i don't know it's it's uh yeah i i it's it's more that i the entire concept i I have no problem with the kids being smart the entire concept that that she didn't realize quite how smart she was. I mean, you know, she's supposedly genius level smart. And you would have thought that as a parent, they wouldn't have, they would have encouraged that and maybe would have told her that, I I don't know. It Mm -hmm. it just seemed that that seems a little bit weird to me. I mean, the, the idea that, that the girls need to stay together um i you know and that the conversation they have at the end of the second episode i think that makes a certain amount of sense that it, it's really the pair of them working together that is the, you know that makes the so smart but yeah i I'm, I, I don't know that that doesn't quite work for me as as an idea and i agree you couldn't have it as being um it would have been difficult to do it as being something in her blood or something that was potentially a cure because then you've just killed the whole franchise if they find a cure. So yeah, um, yeah, that, that I think was unlikely, but you did get the feeling that it would need, that it was something physically with her uh, or with whatever the asset was. Um, And I don't know, it, it just doesn't quite work for me. The idea of, of, uh, the idea of finding genius people that works it's just the idea of that she didn't know that she was incredibly intelligent and her parents never bothered telling her uh and she somehow was rebuilding computers at her you know the age of 6 but didn't realize she was a super genius i i you know it's that side of things that that slightly doesn't work for me i think Mm-hmm. yeah i i kind of agree like i do i do overall like the idea of it the execution's a little bit off with just like yeah. so, with just certain bits and pieces um but uh we'll see how it all plays out in in the next season yeah uh, that's pretty much all my pre 
uh, episode kind of thoughts. We have um, the recap and stuff to get into. Um, we'll do a little bit more of this, I suppose, at the end of the first recap because then we have the second episode uh, and then we'll just sort of go on from there. But uh, we'll take a quick break here. We'll get into the episode in a minute, uh, but let's get into some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a second. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right recently on entertainment talk uh, let me scroll down the website uh, there we go uh, we've got our gaming talk podcast this week uh, I did have to do a solo episode mine and Robert's schedules just didn't quite sort of line up this week he's got a new job etc etc I won't talk about that too much here because I explained it on the episode uh, but I talked about uh, the new James Bond game that's in development from uh, IO Interactive and they are the developers of the current uh, Hitman games so you can see how that's actually quite a good fit as well in terms of spy stuff and you know stealth and all that sort of thing so i talked about that uh crash bandicoot 4 released this sort of interesting little holiday teaser uh, i don't know if you saw this it was basically coco was playing uncharted and crash was sitting next to her and uh, crash sort of cheers and stuff there, there's a video on on twitter if you if you go on either naughty dog playstation's or uh, Crash Bandicoot's Twitter page, you'll be able to find it there. It's just a sort. I don't know. I don't know what it's exactly leading to. I obviously speculated on the podcast, uh, but I talked about that as well. And uh, Last of Us Part Two cleaned up at the uh, Golden Joystick Awards, winning six awards. Uh, so I talked about that and the kind of new controversy because the game has been nominated for several things because apparently that's controversial or whatever. But uh, yeah, I talked about all of that and my feelings on on that situation there. But congratulations to uh, everyone at Naughty Dog for uh, getting that. Uh, the, the studio itself won Best Studio, which is really, really good. Uh, yeah. I also talked about uh, what I'm going to be playing next and sort of mentioned my uh, Watch Dogs Legion review 
review as well. Uh, speaking of that, I reviewed and finished uh, Watch Dogs Legion, the latest in the Watch Dogs series from Ubisoft. Uh, gave it a spoiler-free review and did a possible skip rating. Because t- to me, with Watch Dogs Legion, it depends on what more of what you want out of the game. Uh, and that kind of thing. I, I, I explained what I meant on the podcast and that sort of thing. But overall, quite a good game. I did quite enjoy it. And uh, you can check that out as well if you want to. Uh, Manchester United beat uh, Southampton 3-2 in dramatic style. Uh, scoring a goal in the last couple of minutes to win the game from Cavani. Uh Terrible defence again, but another good uh, attack from Manchester United. And we do play against PSG away tonight. Uh, Actually, I don't know if it's a home or away, but I'll figure that out later. Um, If we get a point later, we should qualify for the next round of the Champions League. But we'll see how all that goes. But uh, very dramatic stuff nonetheless. Uh, Let's Play Sundays for Crash Bandicoot 4. You can have a look out for that. Star Trek Discovery still continuing. Season 3, Episode 7. So that's still ongoing with that. TV Talk last week did that with Grey. Talked about uh, the High School Musical TV series uh, on Disney+. Plus. Emily in Paris on Netflix. Talked about a bunch of different procedural shows. And we talked about uh, The Undoing on HBO and uh, Sky Atlantic. So there's that. Uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. We're already here for doing that. And the last thing is the other show, of course, Fear the Walking Dead, has concluded for its mid-season finale. Uh, oddly, on episode 7, which is a bit strange. They usually do it 8 episodes. But nonetheless, uh, 7 episodes for that for the uh, newest season of fear and all of these shows will probably be back at some point next year we do have a date for the walking dead but not for the other two shows yet so we'll see how all that goes but that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms just before we get into the recap i have a note that i want to get to earlier in the season when we're on episode about episode five or six maybe a little bit earlier than that there was uh, a credit that was put on IMDb, which is a website where you can look up episode titles, cast, you know, information like that. Uh, a little bit like Wikipedia, but just, just a bit different. Uh, Andrew Lincoln had a credit for the 10th episode of uh, the first season. We know that that's not the case because he wasn't in these episodes. Um, and then uh, I can't remember her name. I think it's Kristen who works. Um, she sort of talks to AMC and different things uh, now and again. She did this uh, article saying that it was basically uh, false. Um, but what do you think of that? Because a lot of people are getting their hopes up and like, oh, Rick's going to be in the finale and all this, all this kind of thing. The thing is, much like Wikipedia, um, if you have an account, mm-hmm. I don't know whether you need a pro account, but certainly if you have an account on IMDb, you can add people to shows yeah so it's it's as reliable as in fact it's probably slightly less reliable than a wikipedia article because the wikipedia article generally needs sources and a lot of things are actually checked on wikipedia articles whereas less so on imdb so um you know imdb generally is pretty good but you do get occasions where people either put things on the wrong page or they um add rumored castings on there and they're supposed mm-hmm. to tag them as rumored and they don't um i mean clearly somebody put it up there there is it, it doesn't necessarily mean somebody official somebody for amc um there is absolutely no reason why it should have been on there in any official capacity at all i mean so i i i don't know yeah. i mean yeah. It's entirely possible he might show up at the end of the second season. I mean, that would make a certain amount of sense because we know that he is 
somewhere he's around within... somewhere yeah yeah we know he's around somewhere <laughs> and we know he's around somewhere as part of these groups so it, it sort of would make sense that he maybe shows up at the end of the very end of the second season and that would lead into a the the final season of the walking dead or it would have some connection to that which i, I think is probably i think they, they're kind of going for an end game moment where they bring everything to a head <laughs> everyone's in the line yeah. yeah yeah you know i i think we are getting we are kind of heading to that point because we're heading into the final season of the main show we're heading into the the you know we've got more seasons obviously of fear going we've only got two seasons of this um and they've got the other shows coming along as well so i i, I think you know the the end of the main show is going to be their kind of end game moment where they dovetail a bunch of things together and then they split off and go off in different directions and you know much like the mcu it, it's it's still around but it's going to be slightly different formatting and that sort of stuff so I, I think they are heading towards that so andrew lincoln turning up at the end of the second season wouldn't necessarily be that strange mm-hmm. um because we know that uh, and we've also got the Rick movies coming up as well. So maybe the end of this leads into a Rick movie. I mean, you know, we don't know at the moment, but we do know he is coming back to play Rick at some point. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that odd. Um, but yeah, in terms of it actually turning up on IMDb, I mean, there's mm. a say People it, see things I, like that and they get their hopes up. So yeah. yeah plus yeah. plus then you have 15, 20 different YouTubers like, oh, here's, you know, whatever and they and they they report on it but uh yeah Kristen, who's a she's basically a walking dead insider and she spoke to uh amc and they said no it's false and then that was that so yeah um but one thing to keep in mind as well i know that this doesn't mean that rick uh or andrew can't be in america but he is living in the uk at the moment so in terms of him actually filming something he's, <laughs> yeah. he's not even living in the same country right now so uh, yeah. That's not to say that he can't visit the States and film something, but just remember he's not in the same country. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could he could film some stuff in his back garden, I'm sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he has a lovely house. I'm sure there is a place in their garden they can make it look like he's in the middle of a wood. Mm, and, you know, maybe. just just kind of go and shoot a little bit there and, and uh, you know, do it on his phone and, and send that in maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get to the episode uh, 109, The Deepest Cut. Uh, Huck sits with Elizabeth as they discuss the asset. Elizabeth wants her to stick to the timeline uh, to avoid scrutiny. Huck defends her dedication. Elizabeth calls her Jennifer. Um, I think somebody else did in that flashback episode as well. Uh, her boyfriend, if that's what he he was. I'm sure he yeah. called her Jennifer in that flashback as well. But uh yeah apparently her name's jennifer but we'll, we'll call her huck for now just to keep things simple uh later huck rides in a truck with iris in the front seat iris is asleep so uh hope so are hope and felix in the back they are nearing um ithaca uh and syracuse syracuse yeah uh the mission insists that they do whatever it takes to get iris alone uh, Jennifer, does, Huck, sorry, does not uh, want her father's watch um, because the father left them behind. So we know that he basically is a dad that left, wasn't there, sort of thing. Yeah. Which is a good way to sort of really quickly just answer that question. Because uh, we know that Elizabeth is the mum, but where's the dad? He left, and, and that's pretty much that. Uh, Elizabeth suggests... Um, he might find them uh, safe and sound again, or that she might find them safe and sound again. Um... What I found interesting about this and about Huck throughout the whole both of these episodes is she's got this task given to her from her mum, which is okay. You got basically you got to deliver the asset to me so that we can 
take well they think it's hope uh so that we can take hope somewhere in the helicopter we don't see where of course until next season um but she does things like crash this van and um try to sort of slow them down because even in the first meeting that she had with her mum when she went off for the two days or whatever um her mum was sort of like you know you've got to kind of hurry up sort of thing and then she's like deliberately crashing the van so there were certainly parts of like i know that she murdered tony and that sort of thing and i do actually miss tony quite a bit uh, which is good because it means i cared about the character um but yeah there's just a lot of opportunities where um huck could have speed uh, sped things up um but she kind of chose not to and you can kind of see throughout this episode that she's just torn on what she should do she knows ultimately ultimately that, that she does need to get hope to uh her mum but I, I just don't get this reading from her that like she's not conflicted basically uh i don't know i mean the the whole crashing the van thing was so she could ditch the other two i mean that was mm-hmm. that was the whole point but it still of slowed it. them down as well yeah yeah i mean i know they're saying that she's getting pressure to kind of do it quickly but um i i don't i don't think she's necessarily conflicted in her job of taking the asset to her mother i think she's more conflicted about not wanting to hurt these other people that have become her friends and she knows that if she turns up with all of them they're just going to get murdered so it's more a case of i think she's she's trying to slow things down and do it in a way that protects felix and uh hope than her being conflicted about taking iris away i think i i think she's on board with actually taking iris away i think that's you know she doesn't have an issue with that i think it's more a case of what she doesn't want to do is end up kill killing more people and people that are her friends um i i think that's more where the conflict lies for me mm-hmm. yeah yeah but she just doesn't quite seem all in with like yeah mom i'll 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 do this for you yeah. kind of thing she um, doesn't seem she doesn't seem sort of in the point of her mum would have been like go in mow down anybody that gets in your way and just take her um whereas the you know i i don't hook is he's wants to be a little bit more subversive than that and i i think that i think is more the conflict rather than her having you know doubts about the overall mission i think it's more a case of she just doesn't want to have to randomly kill people for mm-hmm. what she sees there's no good reason i mean to be fair to huck as well pretty much i know we haven't had that many scenes with with elizabeth but everyone who's interacted with her or talked to her or worked for her so like dr bennett in this episode everyone is like oh there's something wrong here and we don't trust her so she's not the only one that's, that seems uh, to me kind of conflicted because we get the scenes with uh dr bennett in this episode which we'll talk about yeah. uh later where he's like hey there's there's something not right here and it's interesting for us as the audience and like yeah you might you might be right about that you know because she murdered the whole yeah. colony uh and stuff i mean you see kind of um right at the end with uh what's it because felix obviously doesn't know what's what's happened and when he sees bill later he's kind of you know there's this big there's this big overall kind of thing with pretty much all the characters of like there's there's something not right with the crm group and we know what it is which is that she murdered the whole uh campus thing but no no one no one else really apart from apart from a few characters nobody else really sort of knows that and i do think 
I, I, given if you look at Huck's background in the fact that she murdered her own squad mm-hmm. um, to stop them murdering innocent people, I think when it comes out that Elizabeth mowed down and completely decimated the campus colony, I think that will definitely turn them against each other because, you know, they were a bunch of innocent people mm-hmm. as far as we're aware. I mean, that I don't think would sit well at all with Huck. I don't see I don't see her going along with that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing, the one miss that I think that they have um, in these episodes, I would have liked to have seen a full scene of what happened with Tony and Percy because you sort of get it explained to you, but you don't yeah. quite get the full context. So there's a lot going on with Huck in the episode, uh, but that's your cold open. Um, and they, they, she crashes the, the van and stuff on the road, uh, continuing on foot. Hope and Iris argue about, uh, Silas and Elton. Hope wants to just focus on their journey and continue without them. While Iris is stressing over their safety, which is, I think pretty fair. Yeah. Um, whoops. My notes have just, hang on a sec. Um, yeah, in the past we see uh, Felix meet Huck. Um, she explains Huck is a nickname. Uh, someone uh, comes in to take over Felix's job, and Felix gets defensive about the person doing his job because they talk about qualifications and all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. When the newcomer shares his credentials, Felix welcomes him into the new role, and they conduct the interview together. Um, yeah, this guy sort of saying like, "I've got." Whatever he's, I don't remember exactly what he said. He's 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 very very smart and very capable of doing this uh, interview. Something to do with like psychology and what sort yeah, of thing. He's a yeah, sort of, he's a psychology. And, uh, professional. You can see. I I like the look from Felix here when this guy comes in and says like, "Oh, do you have you know so and so?" And he kind of drinks a bit of his tea and is like, "Damn, I don't have that." <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, I like Felix a lot. I think he's really cool. Yeah. Um Any thoughts on because this is yeah Huck being a nickname. I I don't think that's really necessary. No, it's a bit like the Jadis was it Anne situation. Yeah, from Walking Dead. Yeah, it's a cover name. I mean, she says, "Oh, it's a nickname," and and Mm -hmm. I mean, presumably they knew her proper name because would have they just accepted her as Hook? I guess. Um, Hmm. You know, you'd think if they were doing background checks on people, they'd know what her yeah. proper real name is I, I, well I'd assume that they knew that yeah because you know she's the daughter of um, the person that runs it and she also well you know, yeah does, but they probably kind of don't know that yeah they, they probably yeah. don't know that's the I mean I think it's hmm. fairly obvious that they didn't know that's who it was so whether she yeah. got in with some sort of false credentials but was still using Huck as a nickname I don't know hmm. yeah um, but yeah, that's the interview part. Although that was quite good. I just thought it was funny him being like, and that's, I, I yeah, that and thing. that's the first meeting of, of Felix Anti's boyfriend as well, who you know, gets sent off. Who we've heard bits and pieces about, and I think, I think we've seen previous. I can't remember whether we've seen him before in little flashback bits. Mm-hmm. But that that's the first meeting of Huck and his uh, of, uh, Felix and his boyfriend. Yeah, which was cool. Uh, in the present, the the path gets surrounded by walkers. They have to fight them off. Hope jams a flashlight into one's neck, but it keeps coming, yeah. uh, which I thought was good. Uh, so Iris and Hope uh, call for help. Huck uses a silenced pistol to kill the dead. The next day, the group uh, has uh, survived as the sun is rising. Felix has cut his um, has a cut on his ankle. And it says here it could be a bite mark, but obviously we know that it's... it's yeah, it blatantly that. wasn't um, a bite mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the worry at first, like, you know, he's kneeling down and like, oh, I've, I've got something wrong with my 
ankle. You kind of suspected it might be, but then he kind of explains that it was just a bit of wire. Uh, we know that later that's not about either. It's because Huck. Yeah, um, yeah we know what yeah. happened. But... Which is pretty dangerous. She could have, like, cut his... I don't know. I don't know what sort of damage she could have done, but it could have been she... a lot worse than that. Yeah, it could have, could have been a lot worse. But the... Uh, um, I mean, they, they actually showed the cut close up and it definitely yeah, looked like a cut yeah. to me i mean having watched enough of these shows you know what a bite mark looks like and you know mm-hmm. what a cut looks like you know so yeah yeah uh really good zombie set piece i know i'm a big kind of fan of those and i do sort of look out for those yeah. kind of things um yeah it's always good when there's only it's only kind of really happened a few times in the walking dead but whether it's lighting that you're messing about with or like weather or something like when they had the storm uh, and they had to go into the school and stuff and i remember there was an episode I think it was the season nine finale of The Walking Dead when they used snow and there were zombies coming out of the snow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, really like when they do that sort of thing because although I like normal zombie set pieces when it's just the group killing the walkers, um, it, it's cool when you can kind of put the characters at a bit of a disadvantage. Um, you also had, I think it was maybe the second episode when uh, they had the blaze of gory or whatever it was the uh the smoke and, and things to deal with and they you know they, they couldn't really see properly and things um i just like when the walking dead does that sort of thing and it, and it doesn't happen too often so when it kind of does it it feels a little bit more sort of special um that's just me it, but yeah it's also i mean it is nice when they must have uh, sit down with greg nicotero nicotero and go kind mm. of what zombies haven't we done yet? Because, you know, we've done kind of waterlogged zombies. We've done snow zombies. We've done the kind of moss zombies in this. Um, yeah, they come up with different, like, versions of zombies that they haven't managed to kind of come up with yet. I want the, I want to see a zombie circus and, like, zombie clowns or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> something really silly would be quite good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the... Um... Which one is it? I think in the in the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners game, there is um, like these infected walkers, and basically they're the ones that you're not supposed to sort of kill with a melee weapon. Oh, we've, if, well, if, we've, yeah, if you're, too, we saw... uh, if you're too close to them, there'll be like stuff that comes out and it'll damage you. So right, okay, yeah, we've sort of had infected walkers on the TV show as well because they did that on Fear with the irradiated walkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, which is cool because um, yeah, they can still get affected by different things and that. So thought that was well good. yeah i mean they there's arguably they might be able to carry diseases so you know there is possibly that yeah because they, <laughs> yeah, they are already dead so you know things might be still being able to kind of live on them in terms of bacteria and stuff but there is also i mean the irradiated ones was, was quite a nice idea because you know radiation will live on most things so do you think well, i'm just wondering if you could have a zombie that's got covid i mean if they if they say they catch covid off of somebody that person dies uh because if you've got covid and then you go near a walker i don't think it would really work that way i know i'm i know i'm trying to combine a real virus with a fictional one but um yeah i'm just i'm just interested in that because you know in terms of you going up and stabbing it you got you got to stay away from it so i would have thought covid needs a living host i would have thought so probably not yeah yeah, just uh, just an idea combining real and fictional viruses. So, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be pretty uh, tough to deal with, I suppose. You, I mean, if that let's just say just for you know fun or whatever, uh, you probably would have to shoot them then because you couldn't get within two meters, could you? Which you'd have to do in order to stab <laughs> it with with something. So anyway, yeah. Uh, in the present, the path gets. Um, yeah, I already said about that. What did you think of um, Hope putting? I think it was Hope that did it. Put the flashlight in the 
and the walk I, his neck. yeah that, I thought that was cool just a nice bit of the set piece i think that because you got the you know it was kind of dark and you got mm. like her just stabbing the flat and then it's kind of flailing around because she gets it in the neck rather than in the head so uh yeah that was quite nice it made for something a little bit different it was we've we've been lacking sort of big zombie set pieces in this show because that's not really what it's been about and we've had a few little bits and pieces but uh no sort of big ones so i thought this was this was quite nice to see that Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere, Elton has posted uh, on top of a shipping container, uh, remembering his mum and what Hope did. Uh, he starts ripping the pages out of his mum's book and uh, crumbling them them up before uh, throwing them into the air. Uh, later, he goes to actually collect them, so he regrets it, but uh, stumbles upon a bloody trail, uh, and he finds uh, Percy, who is um, collapsed. So... Yeah, good to know that Percy isn't actually dead because one of the things that Silas said about last week was because he said to Iris, didn't he, when he went to leave, yeah, um, about like I killed Tony and uh, and Felix, which he didn't actually know himself, but he was just you know in in a mood or whatever, because um, he he basically had kind of you know given up on himself, so he wanted to just sort of get it all out, I suppose. But uh, yeah, glad to find Percy in the episode. Um, were you happy to see Percy alive? And actually, in the show. well, yeah, this is kind of what I said last week. Right. Was I didn't think Percy was dead, and I I suspected they would find him because of the fact that um, we hadn't seen him die on screen, and he'd the, clearly there was no body around, so mm. it was pretty obvious that he was probably still alive somewhere out there, and it would make sense that these two are the ones that find him because it gives them a reason to go back and find the rest of the group. Then. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the other uh, group explores inside of a house. Huck uh, talks with Iris about them not having much of a relationship. Huck is trying to learn Iris's, uh, earn, sorry, Iris's trust with uh, compliments. Uh, Felix seems to be catching on to Huck's actions while also worrying about the wound on his ankle. Um, so yeah, this is when uh, I suppose tensions start to build because uh, Huck starts to act a bit off, um, which obviously the group catches on to in the end which leads on to quite a good scene um but uh yeah i mean we sort of you know had suspicions about her and things and obviously we learned eventually um it it was when what was it when elton and percy were on the radio and he was trying to tell her um where they are and then percy says like you know she's the one that shot me and stuff yeah um but yeah what did you think of the build-up of tension here and then felix kind of dealing with a lot in this episode uh you know he's got his ankle and stuff which which is uh holding him back and then he's uh worried about everybody else i suppose yeah i mean i'm I'm not entirely sure i mean the 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 notes say felix seems to be catching on to hook's actions i'm not entirely sure he was at that point mm. um i i think he still trusted her but um yeah i mean certainly iris he was acting uh, weird, certainly. sorry hope hope seemed to be uh hope seemed to be kind of catching on to mm-hmm. huck um and you know she was seemed to be the only one really at that point but uh yeah i mean the uh we might come on to this but there is the the, they come to the that there's a room in the house that they come to as well yeah the one that she lied about so yeah uh in the past felix wakes up with um the new interviewer uh the love interest uh so it's this is billy isn't it 
uh, says he wants to get a dog, but Felix shuts it down. He's about to be uh, burdened with looking after the girls while uh, Leo is gone. Um, he would rather go and uh, Leo look after him. Uh, but Felix um, Felix feels a debt to Leo, who saved uh, Felix's life. So this is when, yeah, the first couple of scenes with them, I guess this is when they started first sort of seeing each other and they, they met um, through this, this group and everything. And we kind of know how, how that went. But uh, yeah, good to see them kind of... Um, start this and everything and uh yeah we kind of find out more about you know that it was basically he uh billy decided that he wanted to go instead and then they had the dinner uh scene later on um but what do you think of them first sort of well the start of this i suppose uh yeah i mean interesting i don't know you know the the, the sort of idea of them being that settled in the middle of a, hmm. a zombie apocalypse um as you know i mean this life almost looked fairly normal as we'd seen before at this uh, at this place so it's sort of interesting to see that in the context of um you know the walking dead universe of, of life being you know the this couple that are together and they're arguing about whether they should get a dog or not and you know th- this is a sort of fairly normal thing um and he also, you know, the reason that he doesn't want to get them is because he's going to have to look after the girls and, you know, he doesn't want the extra responsibility and that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting to just to show, and it shows how close they got. I mean, we don't know what the time passage was from the meeting that right at the beginning when they meet Huck, uh, you know, when they're interviewing Huck. And now yeah. I don't think you don't get any idea of how long the time passage was there, but um yeah, I mean, it shows that they've definitely in a relationship at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that's been interesting about this show as opposed to the other two um, is you do have pretty much a, a uh, established, you know, community thing kind of here with the CRM because there's lots of scenes with, like, people drinking wine as if it's just, like, you know, normal life or whatever and then, like, people eating dinner and just li- like li- living more of a normal life than what we've seen mm on the other shows because you haven't really seen them on that and I I kind of expected that a little bit more from this show just because you do have like a established the government almost an established sort of community kind of thing because uh, you had the whole campus colony because this, this was obviously before that got uh, wiped out but um yeah it's just interesting with different scenes how like you got dr bennett who's like drinking wine and people are having dinner as if it's like really normal and uh there's there's just that that's that's put into the show so uh that just that is, is again another thing that makes the show just feel a little bit different which is good uh elsewhere elton pulls uh percy on into a field uh percy suddenly rises up and questions why elton is going to help him uh, knowing Percy is going to die, Percy mocks Elton's belief that he has to uh, save him or anyone, and mocks uh, his mother getting taken by the same um, uh, wind to kill Hope's uh, mum. Uh, Percy tells him to patch up his wound and help him survive, um, if that is uh, the plan. Elton looks at Percy's wound and is surprised to see a gunshot wound, because you know Percy can't really explain at this particular point, because he's a bit out of it. Uh, that it was um, Huck that did it because when he wakes up a little bit later um, we sort of see that get revealed Um, I really like a lot of what they do with uh, Elton and Percy 
in this episode. I think, I, in fact, Elton's my. I don't know about who your favorite is. My my favorite character is Elton. I think I, I, just, I do like Elton a lot. Yeah. I, I think he's a really interesting character, and uh, yeah, and, and this sort of whole scene where he's talking to Percy, but he isn't really talking to Percy. He's right. talking to he's kind of an imaginary him. version <laughs> of of Percy. It's kind of that was sort of an interesting way of of doing that with him kind of working things out in his head i guess mm. yeah um so who's your favorite character i know you said you like elton a lot uh trying to think i do quite like felix as well yeah um yeah but i yeah i, I think probably elton actually hmm. I, I i just find him kind of interesting and and uh, you know he's we've said before he's a little bit like eugene but slightly less irritating <laughs> Doesn't speak in a Shakespearean way, yeah, basically, yes. and speaks more normally. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much that scene. That's just the start of the Elton um, Felix things. Uh, Hope, Iris, Felix, and Huck come in, come to a blockade. Hope wants to go up and over. Felix can't move very quickly uh, because of his ankle and ends up falling backwards, and he can't make it over the bus. They go inside another house. Felix reveals his injury and promises that he thinks it will get better. Um... He, uh, Huck knows it's bad and forces Felix to admit as much to himself. Um, yeah, a little bit, little bit frustrating for Felix here. You know, everyone's like getting over the wall normally, um, and then like he's he's trying, and he's obviously the group. You can tell there's something wrong with him, obviously, because he's he's limping and things. But uh, yeah, he doesn't quite make it over the wall. So um, there's that as well. Um, yeah, and then you know they try and convince him that uh, that the injury is is bad. Uh, any thoughts on this little piece? Uh, no, I mean, not really, other than it's Felix obviously trying to be the hard man and just kind of yeah, you know, powering through, which is, yeah, which yeah. he clearly can't do. And, uh, you know, we, we know that that was Huck's intention all along. So, mm-hmm. In the past, Felix questions Leo uh, about his security details. So this is the dad, isn't it? Leo Bennett, the uh, doctor. Yes. Uh, only to learn that his boyfriend is the new security detail on Leo's mission. Uh, Will, sorry, Bill uh, is is his name, is doing this for Felix and tells Felix, uh, I love you so much, but it's not up to you to carry everyone else. Someone told him. Someone told him, finally. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I know this is in the past, but still, it, it was good to see somebody say that to Felix because throughout this entire 10-episode run, it's always been like, you know, Felix has had quite a lot on his shoulders i mean he's trying to look after these young young people on that and uh, huck is kind of there with him but obviously there's the suspicions about her and things but yeah um he's pretty much tried to and it, it's it's demonstrated here in the flashbacks as well about like him wanting to just take on more and more and more things um yeah it, it just makes you like felix even more and it was just it was really nice to see you know not necessarily because he's in a relationship with bill but just have his his partner in that moment just sort of say like look just just to kind of take a step back and just you know let, let somebody else carry the the sort of weight for once it was mm. i know this is in a flashback scene so even though all the stuff that's happened with the four young characters and all that hasn't happened yet but it was just still nice to see somebody finally actually talk to felix in that way because i think we've kind of felt the same way throughout the season as well um with with how much weight he's had on him but uh yeah what do you think of of this um yeah no i mean absolutely it's it's something that he needed to be said to him i think definitely mm-hmm. yeah. um so uh yeah i mean and and we've seen before he's he's due to his past and his upbringing he just wants to protect everybody mm-hmm. uh elton patches up um 
Percy and try, or tries to patch him up and gets him to wake up. In Elton's mind, Percy tells uh, Elton he is going to die and alerts him to four walkers that are closing in on them. Um, the you know, Percy that's not really there continues to try to convince Elton to leave him to, behind to die. Um, he explains to Elton that he isn't just a guy behind a camera anymore. He encourages Elton to live and save other people. Even if he can't save Percy, Elton... Um, Elton's will to live, sorry, is uh, and help is restored. As he battles um, with leaving Percy behind, he ultimately drops his 50,000 bags that he's got and uh, uses this uh, fishing line that, that he's got and uh, Silas's wrench to take down the walkers and protect Percy. It got a little bit, not in a bad way, a little bit comical with, uh, <laughs> with Elton in these bags because they're just always weighing him down, uh, which yeah. I, I, I found a little bit funny. Um, yeah, because there's the you you sort of looking at him and he's like he's trying to stand there and like work out what to do and like okay should I leave him there and shouldn't I and all that and like it's like just put put your bags down and just get this wrench out he's just got so many bags on him um which they kind of caused him to trip over in I think the previous episode um, yeah when, when he finds out about um what happened with his mum um yeah what do you think of of this well thing? I mean he's He's, yeah, because he's got all the bags because he's basically carrying all, all Silas's stuff as well because he's trying yeah, to get the yeah. stuff back to Silas. Um, but I, I really like this, the fact that... I do. You know, the way that he stepped up and you know he kind of goes, no, I'm not going to leave him, I am going to save him, and uses his brains and uses the fishing line. You know, it's four walkers. He's never killed a walker before. He uses the fishing line to... He, well, knocks one of them down then uses the fishing line to tie two together and then actually takes on the other one that's still standing. And uh, now the other three are down on the floor. So presumably you don't see it, but presumably you just went and kind of bashed their heads in as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was. And this is the sensible use of a fishing line, you know, not not wrapping it around two trees and then and standing, you know, and standing there and not taking them out like uh, Felix did last time we saw them use fishing line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought he did a really good job with this. And it was really nice to see, you know, Felix um, uh, Elton take down his first walker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Big moment. You know, we've had kind of separate moments for each of the characters uh not for felix and huck because they're already killing and and kind of established before but yeah with all the four main sort of characters um yeah we've had like highlighted scenes where they've got their first kills and stuff um and i I even remember back in the i think it's the second episode you know iris like throwing up on a walker and how they they have kind of progressed from there i think definitely There's, there's still some nerves with each of the characters which is still understandable and and that but um yeah it was good to finally get this moment with elton um, and everything. I, I, I'm not quite getting how that first walker stayed on the floor. Did he tie that one up as well? Because he um, thought, I, I well, thought that no, he just sort of shoved that one you, over and then... He did, he did. But once you've sort of knocked them down, it's not necessarily that mm. easy for them just to kind of flip themselves over and get back up again. I mean, they are dead and they are kind of, you know, they are mindless zombies. So... yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I think once he knocked it down on his back, it's one thing if you knock them down on the front because they can kind of pull themselves along. But once they're right. knocked down on their back, they're a bit like turtles, you know. <laughs> they, they've got to. They, it's it's not necessarily that easy for them to figure out how to flip themselves back over again. I mean, they are essentially quite stupid, and it's it's one of those things that we've said this before. It's it's some diff, it can be quite difficult to make one or two zombies seem like that much of a threat if you've got any sense about you because they're very slow moving if you knock them down 
backwards, they're quite difficult for them to get back up. So mm. it's only if you get swarmed by them that they become a real threat. Um, so, yeah, I think he did this quite well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting as well because there's four here. Like, there's, there's, there's not like one, is it? It's a, it's a fair no. few of him for him to take on. Um, but just, I think it was a combination of like him wanting to help Percy and his feelings about his mum just kind of all combining together. Uh, for him to take these walkers down. Uh, I would have been really, really disappointed with him if he'd have just like walked off and then Percy, yeah. Percy would have just gotten eaten on the floor. Um, but uh, that would have been pretty horrible. So glad that didn't happen. So uh, all, all of that goes pretty well. Uh, in the past, uh, Leo is ready to go and Hope is um, angry about him leaving uh, so that she, uh, that she isn't going to uh, say goodbye. Because uh, she kind of just decides not to be in this scene, I suppose. Uh, Leo tells Felix uh, not to try to outrun pain because it will just uh, sit patiently and wait for you to get tired. And then Felix and Leo uh, say goodbye. Everyone's kind of saying goodbye in this scene, yeah. but Hope doesn't want to be there. Um, not too much to talk about here, necessarily. Yeah. It's just them sort of leaving. So, uh, in the present, Huck suggests Felix... Um, Sorry, in the present, Huck suggests leaving Felix behind to heal, because of course she does. Uh, as a memory reveals, she is responsible for slicing his ankle. Um, the only question I've really got here is, are you surprised by the, the little reveal? No. No? No. I mean, I think that makes quite a lot of sense. Um, you know, uh, I mean, in the middle of the battle, he obviously thought he could himself on some of the barbed wire which was wrapped around the zombies and yeah it makes sense that Huck used that to take the opportunity to be able to kind of slow down and potentially remove Felix from the equation mm. and as we said I think the the conflict really for Huck is that she doesn't want to actually have to try and kill the rest of them she wants to keep them from going with them because she knows if she turns up with the group, the CRM will just mow down a lot of them that they don't want. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's continuing to try to get the mission done. Basically, uh, Iris goes to talk with Hope. Uh, she doesn't think they can trust Huck. She might be right about that. Uh, mm. Hope defends uh, Huck. Iris starts questioning Hope about the uh, runaway to Omaha that Huck uh, told her about. Uh, Hope was not going to tell Iris about it. Uh, later, Iris. Um, tells Huck they need to uh, leave immediately because Iris won't leave without Felix. Huck says she's going to grab her stuff. So uh, her trying to get Hope to uh, to leave with them. Uh, so at this point Huck's plan is pretty much working because Iris doesn't want to leave Felix behind and then she needs to get Hope out anyway. Felix is injured. Hope sort of has had a falling out with her sister so all the cards at that point are sort of lining up for her. Um, yeah. and then she tries to get her to leave which she does actually do so or or at least seemingly lining up for her anyway yeah yeah, yeah. At, at this point at, in the in the in the story yeah so um because yeah F- felix who is pretty much the one who well tries to stop her later is injured and also asleep or i think he's asleep at that point uh but he's injured anyway and he isn't going to be able to chase them so um yeah mm-hmm. she's got her at least at the moment at that point she had what she wanted set up so uh, continued, uh, Elton sits in the field with Percy, who is showing signs of life. He's finally waking up. Uh, Elton finds a radio in Percy's pocket and calls for his friends. Um, I think we get to that bit, uh, later. Hope and... Yeah, Hope and Huck, uh, have hit the road. Hope thanks Huck for believing in her and, and helping her. Elton and Huck talk over the radio as Percy, uh, 
or doesn't come to life, he wakes up uh, to reveal that Huck is the one who shot him. Iris realises um, that Huck and Hope are, are gone, so she wakes Felix up. Uh, Hope and Huck um, continue on their journey. Hope has uh, made a map of destinations in New York, which include um, a bunch of different places, basically. Uh, she discovers that a message sent in code reads, Raft embedded agent en route to New York with asset and four um all four expendable so that's what the the message actually says which is well pretty alarming uh, she uh, knows that um she knows this while traveling with huck and she has felix's gun so they end this episode on the cliffhanger basically of her well revealing to the audience really that she's got that gun that uh, felix is is talking about so a few things to talk about here i suppose um yeah this is when this is what so from what i mentioned earlier in the pre-talk which is about because um, there's the whole mix up about okay who is the asset and they got the wrong one and they don't know and all that kind of thing at the end. Um, but even though yes, Iris is the one that turned on the computer, I suppose they, they sort of built it together, didn't they? But I guess Iris did the sort of finishing touches to it. Um, that Hope still is is pretty smart in certain ways because how else would she have kind of figured this map thing out? Because this it's not necessarily easy. Um, yeah, what do you think of this of that scene situation? Um, yeah, uh, I it was so. Uh, I mean, I, the, clearly both girls are incredibly smart, and yeah, yeah. Um, I, Iris, Iris was the you know uh, sorry Hope Hope was the one that had, had been through and figured out the message. So you know, clearly she's incredibly bright, and you know she'd she'd worked out this message, this coded message um, that that. The, was meant that they were all in trouble and that was the reason why she ran off in the middle of the night with Huck because um, she wanted to get them away so that sort of all makes sense uh, I mean this sort of played out kind of how I, we were talking about last week you know um, Huck was the one that uh, shot the others and framed Silas you got um, then you've then got um, Elton finding Percy and Percy being the one to reveal that it was Huck that shot them, which we talked about last week is, you know, was probably the way that it was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I think this sort of played out how kind of how we, mm -hmm. to a certain extent, how we thought it would probably play out. But uh, yeah, I thought this was interesting. And the, the fact that the, it was one of the girls that figured out that, um, that 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 Huck was an issue as well, um, and was trying to do something about it. Yeah, I thought that was that was quite good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because like even though there was the small bit of mystery about okay, Silas could have done this thing, but like Huck just sort of stuck out as a, a you know stuck out like a sore thumb in terms of. Um, you know, her sort of being being a bit out of place. You know, she went away for two days and yeah. met her mom, and she just she stuck out so much more than the rest of the group. Because uh, even though I mean, they played it kind of, kind of smart with the episodes. Because even though there was okay, you know, you've already explored and explained the violent history with Silas. He's drunk. He's got the wrench in his hand. It looks like he's done it, but Huck just continued to sort of st stick out. And uh, I don't think any of us ever thought it was really. Uh, apart from maybe either Silas or Huck, nobody else 
no like like stuck out at all and then the fact that just personally wasn't even there was weird so uh yeah it's just sort of connecting the dots of all that which is which is good so uh but that's the end of the ninth episode uh, i think we'll skip the pre-talk for um the, the finale yeah, and just, just get straight into the recap straight. so yeah uh season one episode 10 uh i don't have actually have the title on me but uh, yeah i thought i did write it down but never mind we'll just uh continue with that it's in the it's in the uh title for the podcast so uh leo gets lost in thought at dinner thinking about his daughters uh so this is the dad he is with a woman in a fancy room having dinner um did we get the name of this woman is this this is the same woman that we've seen um, involved in the experiment? I think it's had the sandwich and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's it's her. So we know she's up to no good because she yeah we've we've seen you know she from the conversations they had later about what happened to the other scientist and we know full well what happened to the other scientist because we've seen him. Um, so mm. you know that. Uh, she's obviously somewhat up to no good. So, whilst uh, Leo might not have been in danger before, you can pretty sure be pretty sure he possibly is now. So, um, we'll have to see how that plays out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But again, again, Leo's another character in this that by the end is kind of like, hey, I think there's something up with this this CRM group. So, yeah, everyone's got their suspicions. Um, obviously, this woman doesn't really because she's pretty much involved with it anyway uh, well yes the one she is that, part yeah, of the problem by the yeah way. so uh elsewhere hope has her gun drawn on hope um did i read that all right no because you said hope her, has hope her has gun her. on uh huck and asks sorry uh who the hell are you because she gets suspicious of her and they're having a conversation about kind of what's going on and then uh yeah there's some walkers that are about to uh emerge on them as well um I thought it was kind of interesting. I know this is a small little kind of point to bring up. The way that Hope is holding this gun. Because Huck turns around to her and in the and does sort of say like, okay, you're not going to shoot me. And you can see that on Hope, definitely. And just like the, the way she's holding the gun and sort of, I don't know, like her body language and everything just kind of told you that it, it, there's a threat there, I suppose. But I never really did think that she would, I guess, shoot Huck. It's just a bit more of a sort of, you know, her, try, her trying to get her to explain who she is. Yeah. Um. Did you pick up on anything like that, or just? Uh, uh, I yeah. Know. I mean, she. I. I don't know whether she would have had the guts to completely shoot her point blank in the face, but um. Yeah. It was more a case of she wanted answers. I think more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's your cold open. A little bit shorter than before, but it did have the two scenes. In an abandoned town, uh, Silas preps himself uh, some food. He managed to hunt. Um, his grill falls over. He doesn't care uh, and starts a fire after he finishes cooking. Um, he is living in isolation and just sort of on the road. Uh, a bit sort of Daryl esque. This is. <laughs> in, in a way um elton finds him he explains that silas is innocent because of what uh percy has told him so yeah good to see them kind of reunited i know that you kind of uh predicted this predicted yeah. sorry, this a little bit um so it's something you know kind of obvious i suppose but it's good that it finally did uh this is one of them things where when you look at the bad seasons of the walking dead this would have been like a sort of season cliffhanger kind of thing or it would have mm-hmm. been like I don't know, in the second episode of the next season or something. So uh, part part of me kind of thinks like, okay, yeah, it's great that we did, you know, get this reunion and stuff. But in some of the past, uh, you know, 
um, seasons of The Walking Dead, this would have been saved for. You like... would have, yeah. You, you would have had an entire episode dedicated to Silas wandering around on his own. Yeah, and then, and then finding Elton and and Percy at the end of it. That's, that's yeah. kind of what you would have had. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, good that um, Matthew Negrete isn't doing that. So yes, <laughs> uh, Iris tries to explain to Felix that Hart can't be trusted, but Felix is not buying it at the moment. Uh, Hart continues to uh, stick to her lie uh, to hope. Hope questions her and shows. Um, a willingness to shoot her. Huck comes clean and admits she is with the Civil Republic or the CRM, I suppose they're called for short, uh, and tries to reason with Hope. Uh, Hope shares um, she only wants to protect her family and she knows that she is uh, the asset, not Iris. Um, and Walkers start to close in on them. So, yeah, this is basically where we get to the point where Hope has to make a decision. And, yeah, it kind of it goes from there. So, um any thoughts on on this her sort of questioning her and and that kind of thing uh not really other than shooting a gun is always never a good idea when you're in the middle of nowhere and you're potentially got walkers around i mean yeah, you know, yeah they, you they kind know. of brought brought that on herself to a certain extent but um you know yeah i mean it's good that we finally got her coming clean and she's finally having to uh, you know admit to hope a bit more about what happened um not Mm -hmm. entirely but you know we are getting a bit more there as well yeah i do like the way that hope kind of breaks huck down to a degree to sort of say Mm. that okay you know i'm i'm not gonna try and walk away from you sort of thing but i'm gonna try and get answers from you yeah Uh, because huck doesn't really have to necessarily say anything and i think that she could still get hope to where she needs to to get her to but get this is kind of what i meant a little bit earlier about there's there's a little bit of reluctant um a, a reluctant sort of nature about huck because she does sort of give in to hope a little bit here she does give her some answers and things and yeah i i just think from from the scenes with with her mum the, the two scenes that we saw and you know her mum kind of saying to her you've got to hurry up and she's not kind of i don't know there's just something there from her when she she does get broken down a little bit more in this episode mm. and uh, i thought it was quite interesting so um but yeah these two episodes do have a lot of sort of okay this should happen this should happen this character should explain this this we should get this explained and you sort of cross a lot of the t's and dot a lot of the i's but it was still good that it happened because like we just kind of said you could have got singular focused episodes on like each piece or whatever and it could take a yeah it's taken like half a season in in some some respects the fact that they'd pre conditioned this as being a two season show i think helped an awful lot because it stopped them just being able to (laughs) meander through and stretch things out to a ridiculous extent so i'm i'm very glad that they predetermined this was only going to be two seasons because it stopped them really force yeah really forced them to be a bit more economical which is one of the things that you know certain chief creative officer for the walking dead had a tendency not to do so yeah it does make me interested let's say that you still stuck with okay this is two seasons we've got this particular goal with the show if you do hand that to scott gimple who does have a tendency to slow the story down and you know tell these individual bottle episodes and all that i wonder if if you give him two seasons and you say okay you have to tell you know the story starts here it ends here you can tell the middle pieces you know that's up to you but you end it here there's two seasons what do you do with it i kind of wonder how he would handle something like that because that's that's you almost kind of needed that for the negan 
um, season seven and eight, someone to just sort of say like, okay, you've you've got to hurry this up, kind of thing. Yeah. And when you've got a show that you know, <clears throat> AMC has set out and said this has to be, this is going to be two seasons. I just wonder how he would have sort of dealt with that. But mm. uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, just to, uh, to see a version kind of like the earlier seasons of the of the Walking Dead, like seasons four, because he was the showrunner from season four to uh, season eight. And uh, some of the earlier seasons were, like, a lot better paced, so you probably would have got a little bit more of that, but I don't know. That would have just been interesting. So, uh, elsewhere, Leo asks uh, this woman uh, with him if she has heard from uh, Dr. Abbott in Portland uh, before he died. Uh, she hadn't. Leo explains um, how Dr. Abbott was excited to, quote, mold young scientific minds, because uh, they're all about... This kind of feeds a little bit into the asset sort of stuff, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, about, like, you know, these, these young kids sort of helping out. Um, but the woman uh, explains he went back um, because his sister wasn't well. So is he talking about the Dr. Abbott that... Is that the one that died? The um, the, I, I think that that's the doctor that we saw in a zombified state and, yeah. you know, that, that she was messing with, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So uh, yeah, I so. I, I'm fairly sure it's, it's him. Uh, and yeah. So she's sort of saying, Oh yeah, he went to live on a farm with his, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like this uh, <laughs> sort of, you know, they tell kids when the dog dies, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it sort of oh yes, he went to live with his. He went back because his sister wasn't well. And it's like uh, yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he's he's in the room where you work, basically. So um, yeah, what do you think of these uh, um, scenes with with uh, Doctor Bennett? Um, yeah, I mean, as I said before, if if Leo wasn't in trouble before, um, which you know Hook seems to be saying, it sort of comes out. Yeah, you know, that that it's uh you know he, the dad's not really in danger, but um you know he might not have been then, but I think he possibly is now because he's starting to to question things, mm. and uh, clearly this this woman is somebody that he has a relationship with, and uh, yeah, I mean, presumably now they've introduced these characters, we may see a bit more of them in the second season. You know, we in fact, I mean, we we're gonna have we're to have because. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to see more of the dad. We're going to see more of her. We're probably going to see more about what they're actually trying to do out there. Um, I, I suspect that's going to be a bit more of the focus of the second season, now, you know, because of where we end up. So, uh, yeah, uh, he, he, although he wasn't in trouble before, I think he possibly is now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then there's just the little uh, end scene with Hope and Huck, and they are fighting off some walkers, which again I liked because I like that kind of stuff. Um, at one point, Hope tries to do something with this gun, and it ends up in the water. Uh, yeah. So that's Felix's gun that's gone. Uh, and then they have to use the... Have they given this weapon a name? The, like, stick with the blade on I... it? No, no, don't think they it's have. It's just a stick with a blade, I suppose. Uh, they start using that, and, uh, yeah, again, Huck kind of um, says to Hope, like, yeah, you can do this, and you kind of... Well, you kind of have to do this, because, you know, otherwise we might both die here, because as as established as Huck is, I think if Hope kind of fails here, then Huck would be well, in, in yeah. a lot more trouble, because so, there's, there's like a lot of walkers here. But, uh, yeah, they, they kill off the walkers together, and then they, they keep moving. So, I uh, thought that was good. Um, 
In the room which uh, Huck said was filled with dead bodies, Iris and Felix uh, find medical supplies. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Toothpaste and other resources that could have uh, fixed their truck. Iris wants to catch up to them so they work on fixing said truck and then uh, go forward. Um, Yeah, more of just Huck kind of getting exposed, I I, I guess, here. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm slightly unconvinced that Iris wouldn't have vaguely stuck her head around the door to say, hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, just out of morbid curiosity, you would think that one of them would have gone and looked in that room, um, you know, just to see, rather than just trust, trusting Huck, particularly if she had some misgivings about Huck you would have thought that maybe she would have gone and looked earlier than that. But, you know, um, it serves the plot better this way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so it's an interesting little reveal. Um, yeah, they could, one of them could have kind of stuck their head in, I suppose, but uh, I don't know. So there's yeah. there's that. Um, Percy explains that Huck killed his uncle uh, and shot Tommy. Uh, poor old Tony. Um yeah, just poor Tony. It just uh, I miss him. Uh, he ran. Uh, Elton and Silas don't know why. They do realize that the group, uh, rest of the group, is with Huck and Silas, and they want to uh, save them. So, yeah, uh, at this point in the episode, Huck is really starting to get exposed. You know, the room that got revealed, and she's tried to go off with um, Hope, and that's already happened. And then Percy reveals to. Um, Elton about what's going on. Um, this is see. Remember early in the podcast where I said things are lining up for Huck uh, in terms of Felix being injured and stuff, and now you have a situation where she's starting to get uh, found out a little bit more. So I thought that was that was interesting. Um, yeah, again, kind of dotting the i's and crossing the t's in a way. We kind of guessed that you know it was uh, Huck that did this, and then it's just good to see it revealed on screen. Yeah. Would you have liked? Because I know I said this early in the episode. Would you have liked to see to have seen like the full context scene of like, okay, how did she kill Tony exactly? And I, no, I don't think it was necessary mm. to see that. Um, I mean. Yeah, it would have been fine if they've done it, but I think you know, as we're talking about this, them them kind of being economical with what they're showing on screen, I don't think it's necessary to go back and actually see that entire sequence. You know, we know that she did it, and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily need to see exactly how. Um, I mean, Tony was a fairly trusting guy. There's no reason which he would have thought that Huck was particularly dangerous. So she could have just walked up to him and smashed his head in uh, and and shot um, Percy. And that would have been it, you know. So, I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we needed to see that particularly. Mm. There's something that's just lined up for me because I kind of I kind of wondered at the start. Um, okay, how did she shoot Percy and not like make a sound? But then they do show. I can't remember if it's, if it's in this episode or the or the previous one. She is using a silence pistol because she yes. uses it to kill those those walkers in the dark. So, yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. So, because uh, you would assume that if it was a gun without a silencer, that the whole group would have pretty much woken up. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's good as well. Uh, Hope questions um, Huck in the aftermath of killing all the walkers. Uh, truth is, your dad is not in danger. Uh, Huck explains those last two messages 
he sent, uh, saying he was in trouble. They weren't from him, they were from me. Uh, she needed a way to get Hope to leave the university. Huck is fighting for uh, for the future uh, and civilization. Uh, she wanted Hope to see the world um, and get a perspective on why they were fighting like this. Hope concludes that Huck is the one who attacked Tony and Percy. So kind of her explaining it to Hope because you had Percy explaining it to Elton and Silas earlier. Uh, she's the one who attacked them. Huck insists there was no other way. Um... I don't actually know how I feel about that necessarily. The whole like, okay, like, yeah, you bashed his head in and there was no other way. This is where I did want a little bit more context, I suppose. Well, this is this is the, the motivation bit which slightly falls down for me. Because it's like, the kids didn't want to leave their dad. Their dad gets moved yeah. to this facility. Why didn't they just take the whole family in the first place? And then not all, all of this could have been avoided. Do you think, do you think it's because they wanted them to stay at like the campus thing and like keep learning or whatever? Maybe. Cause it or was, it was sort of like didn't... a, it was sort of like a college type thing in a way, wasn't it? But, but the, yeah, this is the thing. The kids wanted to be with their father. Um, had they just said, <laughs> Would you want to come and live with your father? Um, I'm fairly sure both the kids would probably have said yes. Hmm. And okay, they might only have wanted the one kid and not the other. But um, although, as we find out in the end, they actually could probably do with both of them anyway. But what's one extra kid? You know, the the whole this is where it slightly falls apart for me. Is the whole conceit of it doesn't make a whole lot of of sense there might have been an easier way to do it and i know hucky's arguing that they maybe they needed to convince hope that they needed to see the world you know she needed to have some context of what they were trying to do to convince her that uh, and, and maybe maybe we'll see that in the second season of what they actually wanted to do when she gets there she needed to have some idea of the bigger picture um, you know, because maybe they're going to ask her to do some shady things that um, she wouldn't necessarily have agreed with. Um, mm. So, you know, may, maybe that is the reason. But I, this seems, a, this is the sort of slightly woolly thing for me is I don't understand why they didn't just call the girls and say, hey, come and live with your dad. And they would have gone, okay. You know, so. Do you think it's maybe because, like, like I just said with the whole like college sort of situation that they've got there and they want them to like be around kids their own age or maybe something like that I, maybe but then I mean we know when their dad left it wasn't that long ago they weren't that they're not that much older now than they were then no because because when they show those flashback scenes they're the same actors so. Y- yeah so yeah that's that's where it falls apart a little bit for me okay fair enough yeah um do you think it's a little bit like a breaking bad situation where like if in season one water takes water uh takes the chemo then you kind of write out half of or most of breaking bad well do you think it's a little bit like that um yes although i think breaking bad did it a lot better there is, yeah, you know, because yeah. because well, it, there was a reason for that, you know. In Breaking Bad, Walter Walter shows that he has this massive ego about mm-hmm. it, and, and there is a sort of 
it, it, and it's his personal decision. Whereas with this, it's the the, the entire conceits of of them having to sort of create this situation to sneak the kids out although having said that we don't have all the information yet you know we don't know why she went back and just massacred that campus colony there may have been a reason for that i mean presumably in elizabeth's minds there was a reason for that um so maybe there was a reason for leaving there longer we just don't know what that reason was um or i mean i and we don't know why we don't know when they discovered maybe the girls were far more intelligent than they thought they were originally. We don't know whether they knew that at the beginning or whether that's something they discovered afterwards. Mm-hmm. But even so, if they discovered it afterwards, had they just called them and said, hey, do you want to come and live with your dad? They probably would have gone. So, uh, yeah, I th- that needs a little bit fleshing out, I think. Yeah. Because at yeah. the moment, it doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I agree with you in a way. I just think that there could be uh, other reasons um, yeah there could be to, it yeah, certainly yeah. could yeah yeah so which you know there's a second season to explore so we'll see where that goes but yeah just in terms of what i was saying i i just wanted a little doesn't have to be a whole full scene just like okay when tony was near or approached huck and she felt like okay i have to do what i've got to do which includes killing him how exactly did that go down um that that's just a little bit more of what i wanted to know so uh yeah i i, I don't know but yeah I, d- I just wanted a little bit more context towards that which i don't think we'll get now because we've sort of gone way past it but yeah it is what it is um leo uh sorry leo uh is drinking some more wine by the fire and explains that he thinks uh hope um could want to make wine but then again uh could just want to drink it which yeah yeah he could be right by that teenager. <laughs> yeah teenagers yeah we saw it in a previous episode didn't we exactly, uh, with, exactly with alcohol uh it doesn't always go the way they want it to but uh yeah nonetheless uh he tells his story about finding her building an entire computer as a little kid she was curious he explains uh she put the whole thing back together all by herself he declares the hope is extraordinary and thinks she might save the world um see that this is where it's like okay the confusion about because Hope knows that it's, or thinks that it's Iris. They think that it's Hope because their dad saw Hope put the computer together. But then we saw later it was Iris. To me, it's just, it's both of them, I think. Well, yeah, because, it is. Because it... we see both of them doing smart things at different points. And in yeah, terms yeah. of the computer, I know, yes, she plugs in the last bit and turns it on. And then the dad walks in slightly after that and thinks that it's Hope. But... They're both smart, which which I think is actually quite a good idea because then it means kind of they're the assets as the sisters instead of just like one of them sticking out, which I I do think is a is a little bit of a better idea. Mm. Um, I'm just hoping that they figure that out eventually that it is kind yeah. of both of them. Um, but yeah, that's the reveal of why they think that Hope is uh, the asset. I think it's a good idea. I just think it will go down a bit differently than what they actually think is going on. So, um. Yeah, any thoughts on the, the discovery here, I suppose? Uh, no, other than, you know, we get the reveal later on that, that it was the pair of them that actually were building the computer. It wasn't just one of them. So, you know, they were helping each other out. And mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, they, yeah, as she sort of says, that, you know, that does make sense um, that they they both have, you know, a certain amount of intelligence and it's the pair of them together that are, as a unit that, 
that are brilliant, not just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, yeah, I, that that I can I can sort of see. Although, as I, as I said before, the thing with hope not kind of understanding how i mean it seems to me that hope was doing quite a lot of the heavy lifting with that and iris was helping out you know she mm. seemed to have been with the person that was mainly building that computer together but you know to herself and iris was the one helping out but so i i think it is both of them but again it comes back to this thing of she's clearly a lot more intelligent than she gives herself credit for. And we've seen glimpses of it, but yeah. Um, I, I just, with a father like that, I do wonder why Leo didn't encourage that more. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and then there's a scene that's just basically attached to that, which is hope, um, not understanding why she's important. So, yeah. which just connects to all this. This does kind of feed into my the idea that I've always wanted Walking Dead to do, which is like, okay, what do you do when you start to like move on to the next generation of people, uh, which is these, which is these kids, basically, and then you start to it, it's kind of pushed them forward because they obviously think that well, hope um, is is the future and things. So I do, I do just generally like that idea mm. as well. I think that that's quite good. Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd still like a show potentially based um, around that and tying in some of the younger characters from the other shows. I don't know how that would work necessarily, but that's just... I, I've said this before, that's the idea I've kind of <clears throat> always wanted. So, um, yeah. we will see. Uh, Elton, Percy and uh, Silas plot their plan to catch up to the group. Percy is determined to get revenge against Huck for killing his uncle. Fair enough. Uh, they uh, suddenly hear a truck driving through. CRM soldiers start searching the area. Um, just a little kind of note here. I think the design of the uh, soldiers is quite cool. This kind of all black sort of thing. I also think the ones that we saw on the main show, um, the the other group, uh, is quite cool as well. The, yeah, so, the white white stormtrooper yeah, ones. Yeah, yes. which Robert Kirkman did design because he made them. So right. Um, yeah, this is it's almost the same type of uniform, isn't it? It's just black instead of white. So yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, a little bit stormtrooper esque sort of thing. Apart yeah. from these people can hit the target. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So they start searching for them. There's not too much to talk about there. We'll get to what happens with Silas a bit later. Uh, everyone's journey continues. Huck and Hope hear a truck passing. Uh, and blow out their candle lights. Huck realizes uh, the soldiers saw their lights too, make their way into the house where they're hiding, but it's Iris and Felix arrive, and Huck uh, slips back into character, into her sort of fake persona thing, I suppose, while Iris calls her out. Um, Hope covers for Huck. Um, Felix starts question- uh, starts asking questions. He eventually takes uh, Huck's gun and stops her demanding answers. Uh, it's not written in here necessarily, but what did you think of the driving lessons? I thought that was quite a good oh, little yeah. bit of little yeah, bit no, that, of comedic that was relief. Quite, quite, yeah, quite sweet. That, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, as someone that drives a car, because you do and I don't, um, what did what did you make of that little lesson? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it, the, the sort of be one with the car thing was quite it was mm. quite nice. Maybe it's Star it showed, Wars, isn't it? Yeah, it it was very funny, and it was um yeah, and it also you got that little information of it shows how close Felix and Leo were because Leo was the one that you know because she says I was like you sound like my dad and it's like who do you think taught me to drive mm. so I th- I thought that was quite nice because yeah. there is a very close relationship between those mm-hmm. two, um 
so yeah i i mean it was just quite quite sweet i thought <laughs> yeah yeah it was quite good um do you drive an automatic or is it a manual or uh um, a manual because i'm british and everybody in england drives manual cars uh, pretty much okay cool uh but yeah that's with that that was that was a good little sort of comic comedic sort of relief for the episode yeah well <laughs> that was good um so there's that uh yeah so he starts to question hark and hold her his you know the gun to her head and stuff uh, at the CRM HQ, um, Dr. Belshaw records a message for Leo. She is making difficult decisions, um, decision for the future of the world, realising it might come to at the expense of her relationship with him. In the now, she is not uh, kind of mentally present. Okay. Uh, I slightly disagree with what the the notes that the person's written. Here. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't recording a message i think she was reciting it in her head i don't think she was oh yeah this is yeah this is for the when she's preparing what to say yeah so yeah, so, so she's not recording a message for him she's she's reciting it in her head because she then opts not to say it later on you know so um yeah and then we we cut to them having the the meal where you know she's talking to him and uh yeah she she kind of doesn't actually go through with it but yeah mm-hmm yeah it was it was interesting with that because i don't know like the glass on the other side you're kind of wondering what exactly she's talking to whether yeah, it's a message I, or I a person wonder, or yeah, yeah i did yeah. wonder whether she was actually talking to somebody but and mm-hmm. uh you know maybe we're going to get a reveal of leo in that like dead in one of those things but um that didn't happen i i think it's just her trying to kind of build up the courage for it more than anything else mm-hmm. yeah huck tells felix to simply uh take iris and leave um she pleads with him. Hope tells Felix that Hope is CRM and uh, sorry. Hope tells Felix um, that Hark is sorry is, is CRM. It gets revealed that she's she's part of the group. Uh, a fire catches. Um, they start fighting while Felix uh, yells to the girls to take the truck and go. Hope finds a gun and rushes uh, into the fight. This is where we get like a stick fight between yeah, the two of yeah. them this is great was, actually i really enjoyed this yeah, yeah. No, i really enjoyed that because yeah it's it was interesting seeing them do that because they were you know the, the sticks are designed for a specific purpose which is to kill walkers they're not really designed for fast moving hand-to-hand combat like with sword another, fighting almost yeah like sword fighting with another person because it's got this tiny kind of you know thing it's mainly stick with a tiny dagger thing on the end mm. So it's they, basically I mean, a spear yeah. that you can put in like a safe mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. So mm-hmm. it, it's they've got these kind of spear things, and they're not really designed for for that sort of close up fighting. So uh, it was kind of interesting, and of course you've got one person that's got an injured foot as well. So mm. uh, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I I enjoyed that fight sequence a lot. I thought they did a really nice job with it. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing here for th- these people are kind of equally trained in a way mm. as well because uh, a lot of times that you've got like in certain in certain shows let's say like 24 for example right jack's been trained by gosh it's been so long <laughs> jack's been trained by like ctu and he has his own kind of method of training and then when he's fighting like terrorists or something they've got kind of just as good training but from somebody else with this it's sort of almost the same yeah, yeah in a way but uh yeah they're kind of equally trained here which is which is really interesting uh felix does really well considering that uh he's got an injured foot um what did you think when they showed the little glimpse of that canister 
um because somebody could have i guess potentially got blown up um yeah i did yeah, wonder whether, that whether that was that was where they were going with that because you know they did linger a bit on that canister but mm-hmm. yeah uh but yeah this, that goes on for quite a while i thought it was really good quite entertaining and the girls are just sort of trying to get out the way almost um but all it could have taken with a weapon like that was like you know one one slice to something and then someone mm. gets injured and then i don't know something else happens but uh yeah, that was brilliant. Um, I didn't quite anticipate that they'd fight, that any of these characters would fight each other with that. So, no. uh, yeah, that was quite good. Uh, elsewhere, Elton, Silas and Percy are trying to evade the CRM soldiers. Uh, Silas, Silas cuts open his hand, or his cuts his hand open. Uh, he tells Elton he is saving them so he uh, can save the others. He ends up getting taken into custody by the CRM soldiers. Uh, David, you were correct that Silas would... Sacrifice, sort of sacrifice himself. himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, we we've been talking about it in the context of who's going to die before the end of the season, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I did. So we didn't actually lose any of them, but uh, yeah, it was Silas that was the one that was going to sacrifice himself to to save his friends. I'm not entirely sure why he cut his hand. I didn't quite. I don't know. Get the reasoning. For I that, thought it but... was to try and draw walkers or something like that because obviously yeah. they're, they're attracted to blood, aren't they? Because they can smell it. So um, I I don't know why he cut his hand, but yeah, the the it was him that kind of you know shoved the others sort of out of the way and said get away and and mm-hmm. I will I'll take the hit for this. So yeah, do you think it was maybe for like a I don't know, like a blood trail or maybe something? But they know where he's going, rough. Yeah, and they were like literally at the other end of the road when he kind of walks up to them. So mm. uh, m- maybe it was to show look I'm injured or something and. You know, so they didn't just shoot him. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they didn't just shoot him down as well, because you could yeah. have had that happen with the scene, uh, like a blaze of glory, uh, yeah, kind of scene. So I'm, I'm really glad that Silas, Silas survived here and just sort of got taken. One interesting thing to point out here is you've now had uh, Rick, Heath, and Silas that are all, I guess, captured in quotes. Um, from this group, or we, or we suspect at least that Heath has been 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 taken somewhere by this group. That was sort of one of the things that we'd heard, um, which was from what season seven at some point of yeah. of The Walking Dead. It's been I a mean, long time, but arguably the first person to to be captured by this group, as far as we're aware. Yeah, yeah, because that's the first time we sort of get guessed anything from them. Uh, but yeah, we know that Rick obviously went in the, off in the helicopter with um Anne or Jadis, depending on what you want to call her. Uh, we know that Silas is going with this group. Um. So, yeah, there's three kind of characters, all kind of from, well, not different shows, because Rick and Heath are on the same show. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. They'll have to, at some point, show, well, I, the, the first character they'll probably get to with that is Silas, because they'll probably show him, well, at some yeah. point, obviously, next season, and see where that is. Um, I don't know, just just found that just found that really interesting, that mm. the three characters have all been, that we don't, because we don't know where Rick or, certainly, you don't know where Heath is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was that was quite good. So um, I'm just I'm just glad that although yes, sure he's captured and this group is corrupt and bad and whatever, and run by a terrible person. I'm just glad that he's alive, which is which is good. So yeah, uh, Felix. Uh, yes, Felix calls for Hope to shoot um, to shoot uh, Huck in this situation, even if it hits him. It's not a really great idea if that happens, but I guess no. it could it it could work. But it's. It's Felix trying to be sort of heroic um, to stop Huck. Iris uh, kills Walker's Huck. Um, kind of beats Felix, is, in the, is about to kill him when Hope shoots the gun, 
we don't know who at but then she shoots it in the air and threatens to kill herself because she's the 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 asset uh, she demands Iris and uh, Felix leave her behind and allow her to go on the journey to help her father. Hope ultimately um, says her goodbyes to Iris and Felix. Uh, Felix and Iris are left behind because Hope and Huck are the ones that leave. Uh, glad that nobody did really die here. Um, I I was sort of fearful that Felix might get caught out somewhere in this whole thing whether he was gotten like stabbed by hark or shot by accident or yeah any number that he could have got blown up maybe uh any number of things that could have happened um i wouldn't have minded if huck had died necessarily that's like the one character no. of out of all of these in the scene like if she died it's okay you sort of just failed your mission um but i'm just glad that uh felix didn't die because you know he's got the injured ankle and things and there was there were some possibilities uh what did you think of uh this scene um yeah, no, it was it was quite nice. I thought the uh, again, uh, hope not learning that if you you shouldn't. I mean, I know she did it to attract attention, but don't shoot a gun when you're or literally you had walkers there already. I mean, yeah. you know, because yeah, Iris is dealing with them. But, but yeah, um, threatening to shoot herself in the head, I thought was quite a neat move, given that she knows she's the important one. So uh, that, yeah, that that kind of uh, worked out quite well, mm-hmm. and it sort of makes sense for her to say, look you know you two go they want me they're not going to stop if i don't so mm-hmm. yeah uh leo and the doctor talk again uh she has something on her mind but won't open up about it which is the speech that she kind of rehearsed earlier uh he tells her that he thinks uh he's being lied to about uh things like dr abbott maybe maybe you are uh he needs her to help to get answers and she has a worried look on her face i suppose well because, yes yeah because this this was she, the, thing she knows she, the truth so yeah and she was going to give this whole big speech and then decides actually i'm not going to so um mm. you know she clearly is is changing her mind about him and know that this is going to be causing trouble so uh yeah this is probably not going to end up too well for leo um mm. we're, we're, i don't know what her answer to that we don't actually see what her answer to, to leo's sort of question about help is but that's put this female person doctor person into a uh, fairly difficult position because clearly she wants leo to be on side and she knows the truth that they are lying to him so yeah so it's a difficult situation for her um i suppose and obviously one that he doesn't know kind of what's going on and everything um it's interesting with, with with things like that when characters are like oh i think that this thing is happening and the audience is like yeah it's it's because it is yeah so uh but yeah we'll see where that goes probably next season uh elton and percy begin a new search for the rest of the group elton has a uh reignited hope which is good i mean he's probably the happiest character out of this group uh at least before he found out what happened to his mum um has a reignited hope and optimism about surviving and declares that they are not the last generation but the beginning i mean they're the next generation which is what yeah. I've been sort of talking about. Uh, not really anything to talk about there. Uh, in a field, Huck and Hope arrive at a helicopter. Elizabeth welcomes them. Uh, she's finally, this is finally connected together. Uh, Elizabeth tells, well, it says Jennifer here, but I'll call her Huck, uh, that she has found uh, one of the loose ends and will take care of the rest. She heard the radio call and knows um, the truck is still out there. Elizabeth brings them to the helicopter. So... Yeah, Elizabeth still wants to kill these. Uh, I mean, in the message from earlier that Hope decoded, it was these four. There's four expendables. Um, 
from the group, which is yeah. uh, pretty much everybody else. So, yeah, interesting situation. They finally, I mean, they achieved kind of the goal for the season with this, which is getting uh, these these kids, or at least one of them, to where they needed to go. Um, so the, the season did achieve something in the end, which is which is good. It achieved kind of its goal. Uh, what do you think of them finally meeting up with Elizabeth and sort of collecting? Yeah, right. the the you you need a huge quotation marks about to take care of. <laughs> uh, you, mm. you know, it's like uh, she you know she's discussing kind of loose ends in quotes, and she yeah. will take care of the rest. Uh, so, I mean, Elizabeth can't be that dumb that you know if if she ends up killing the other sister. You know, she ends up killing Iris. She knows, must realise that that's not going to go down well, either with Leo or with Hope. So yeah. I, you would think that the the option should be there for, regardless of Felix, it should be there that they want to capture Hope at least. Um, I mean, the others are, you know, Elton's less of an issue and so is Percy. But um, yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, we'll we'll see where they go with that. Whether they're just being hunted or, or whether they they try to capture them or whatever. It, it sounds like we're assuming that Silas is still alive. I mean, you know, she says that they've caught one yeah, of the loose ends so. or found one of the loose ends. So mm-hmm. um, you've got to assume that he's probably still alive. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing with Elizabeth here is, as much as I agree with you that it would be a problem. Um, and you're right about that, that it would be a problem if they killed one of the Bennets, basically, mm. either one of the daughters or the dad. Uh, she probably doesn't care much about that and will probably just use uh, whatever whatever means she needs to, to, to get things done. Well, just just kind of like how she's how she's taught her daughter, I suppose. Yeah, but the, the whole effort that they've gone to, because the whole point of this was mm. Iris needs to see the bigger context and see the outside world. Um and that was the yeah. whole sort of point of not just picking her up in a helicopter and taking her away. You know, they they had said, oh, well, you need to see the big context of it. And that was their, their argument, which I say I'm not entirely convinced by. But that was their whole argument of doing it the way that they did it was was, you know, she needed to see how what the world was like. So she gets some idea of why she should go and help and why it was important. Um so fine if that's what they're going to do then yes okay but to kill the rest of you know her friends and her family um you know i know they said they were expendable but to to uh, uh, now she knows what the truth is you know now she always knows a certain amount of what the truth is that they actually want to help to then go and kill the rest of them rather than saving them and um Put it, making sure that they're okay seem like a very stupid thing to do at this point mm. um but you know we know elizabeth is kind of sadistic so yeah yeah nice <laughs> yeah um but no I, I think you're right it just depends on how elizabeth approaches that whole situation so mm. uh felix and iris walk through the woods needing to find food and shelter a flashback shows that hope declares she is not the real asset but the two of them together is the real asset uh they need each other to achieve what they what they can hope um explain this to iris in her goodbye uh sorry hope explain this to iris in her goodbye to her sister uh, we've kind of already talked about this quite a lot, yeah. so uh, I think we can move on from that. Um, and in the last bit for the episode, ultimately, uh, Felix and Iris come across a new group in the woods. One man 
um, approaches and takes his hood off. It is Bill. Uh, they embrace each other. Will begins to explain that the campus was destroyed and destroyed and killed. Uh, Felix is very confused, and so is Iris. Uh, there is a lot of them for them to catch up on. Yeah, and uh, the helicopter with Hope and Huck uh, flies away overhead, um, just like one of the just like the uh, Rick Grimes sort of episode. Yeah, when that happened, uh, and that's the end of the first season. Um, for a split second, I know that this was was very unlikely. Bill with his hood up looked a bit Morgan esque, just with the whole <laughs> stick and the hood up, and you, you know where I'm going with that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just just for a second, I was like, no, nah, Morgan's not going to be on here. He's he's too busy on fear being in trying to be in every episode. Um, but yeah, Bill. Uh, they find Bill and everything, and they find this new group. Um. Yeah, what do you think of them finally finding yeah. each other and and all that? Morgan on fear at the moment is being used like just comparing it to the MCU again. He's kind of been used by Nick, like Nick Fury on the yeah. MCU movies yeah. of turning off at the end of an episode <laughs> and going join my group. Uh, yeah, the yeah, but uh, everybody. Yeah, no, I think it, it's nice that they've they've got those two back together again. You know, you've got Bill and Felix back in the uh, together, and he's obviously going to be, I suspect. a you know bigger character in the second season as well so um yeah and and, you know you need to expand that group and make them a a a bit larger presumably when we get to the next season we're also going to get um the the others meet up and so we're going to have that little group and then we're going to have a group at the crm as well i would expect so we're going to get i i would assume we're going to see more of the crm side and you know we're going to experience that through the eyes of hope and then we're also going to have this sort of rebel group which is is going to be bill and felix and iris and presumably when they catch up it'll also be percy and uh elton so mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i mean yeah i think they set up something very interesting here for the second season uh i'd like to see more of bill you know they've kind of hinted at his character showed a bit of him here and there and uh, he's also important to Felix and to um, the, the 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 dad of the group as well, which is good. So, yeah, that would be good for the for the next season. Yeah, um, but we don't, yeah. we don't know why he he left. Presumably, I mean, he obviously knows about the campus being destroyed. Mm. So presumably, he found about that was horrified, and that's when he he left and appears to be running a, some sort of rebellion out of the woods. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think they've set up um, everything quite interesting for the. Uh, Next season, it continues to be quite funny to see people that don't like the show say like, "Oh, it's not going to last long. It's going to get cancelled." Well, it's only got one more season, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's not going to get cancelled mm. because they bought it for two seasons. It was only ever going yeah. to be two seasons. Mm. It's sort of like a double season limited series, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. So, um, yeah, yeah it won't get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, just find it really interesting. Um. Yeah, that's uh, it for the episodes, uh, the two episodes. I know we've been going uh, quite a long time. I think we knew that we were going to anyway because we've got two episodes. Uh, let's get into the emails and then finish up for the for the year, actually, for the Walking Dead UK podcast because Fear's finished, Walking Dead's finished. This is the last episode of this, so uh, let's uh, finish off the podcast. Um, we have some emails and feedback. If you'd like to send yours in uh, either for next season or for any of the other shows that we do or anything else related to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk. Org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Harrison, so now that season one is done, how would you rank uh, them compared to the other shows? Um, 
I think that this is better than anything that Fear's done. Like, the whole six seasons. Um, mostly because this did Fear's job for it, and it skipped well, over yes. that. Well, yes. Yeah, there is... Yeah. See, I've, I've quite enjoyed the last couple of seasons of Fear. And, mm-hmm. uh, as I say, I'm only fairly recently I... caught up with them. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think this is certainly up there. Uh, it's better than some of the, um, the, the dark seasons of uh, the main show, I think, certainly. Yeah, some of the slower ones. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the pacing's been pretty good here. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think some of the previous seasons of Fear have been quite good. I just think that this is, at least from where I sit right now, I feel like this is this has done a better job. Um, plus, like I said, it did its job for it. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> I would see that point. Certainly, it has given a lot more background into, uh, ironically, something that's set much, you know, kind of quite a lot later as actually... Mm-hmm given us a lot more context of the start of the outbreak as well um which i i you know yeah it has kind of done the job that fear was originally supposed to do so mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i i would definitely agree on that point um mm-hmm. i don't know i mean I, you know it's it's an interesting area of the walking dead that we haven't really seen before i like the fact that they the the, the problem with fear has been the fact that it's basically become another version of the main show um rather than being something different and i like the fact that they went for something very different with this you know it is it's still in the same universe but it is more teen-led it has a very different feel to it um and it's trying to do something very different i think they've they've done that and they've achieved that quite well you know so um yeah on on it, I don't know where I place it with the others, other than I mean I think the main Walking Dead show is probably top for me at the moment. I yeah. will put this on a level with Fear for me. Mm-hmm. I I go Walking Dead, then Well Beyond, then Fear. I think, um, yeah, that's that's just where I sit at the moment. Maybe maybe my mind will change when the the current season finishes completely of Fear, but uh, I just think overall, it, overall I think it's been a bit more interesting because there's been a. Mm. Well, they've actually done the goal that they were supposed to go with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Natalia, or Natalia, Natalia, I think it is. Um, what was the most emotional scene for you this season? For me, it was Hope telling Elton about his mum. I didn't find that scene particularly emotional. Um, I, I just found it more of like, okay, you need to just, you need to do this particular scene, and this character needs to find out, and we kind of need to push on from there because just like what actually happened i never really expected elton to have a massive reaction like to attack hope or something like that and uh he pretty he kind of has just got on with it a little bit i mean we'll see what they say to each other next time they see each other which i'm assuming will be at some point next season um but there wasn't really like an outburst of anything from that it was more this sort of you know uh elton going really quiet and walking off and trying to trying to deal with it so um that that didn't didn't really work for me the same way the most emotional scene to me i know that bill's a small character but seeing him reunited with felix was was really nice because sometimes in these shows that doesn't happen sometimes they meet up with another character and they say sorry this person died and you you know you never saw it and you weren't there to sort of say goodbye so you just don't always get those reunions in the show and i I just thought it was nice after so long that they uh they managed to, to to get that um sort of done so um what about for you uh 
I'm, t- I'm trying to think if there was anything that really hit me emotionally. I don't think there was, but I'm mm. old and cynical. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know whether there was anything that really leapt out at me compared to, you know, some of the shows which we talked. We were talking about this on the, the Geek Time podcast, you know, some things that have gone out this year that have really kind of pulled emotional heartstrings. Uh, and there there've been a few episodes ironically in comedies more than anything else you know things like zoe's and and um uh the uh, uh the the apple yeah afterlife and um the uh, raven's quest as well the final episode of that was there's there's been a few you, things in those mythic quest mythic quest yes yeah, sorry yeah. mythic quest raven's <laughs> banquet that's it i was trying to think of the name um the you know the last episode of that had some great moments in it as well there there are so not so much with with this show uh i I think there's been some good moments but nothing that's had me kind of really kind of heart string pulling gut punching Mm. sort of emotion in it for me um but uh, you know it's been enjoyable that's fine yeah it it just worked for me because you not every character gets to have that on these shows you know Mm. so um some people walk into a field and find their son with a head on a stick yeah. So yeah, you don't you don't always get a nice ending. So that was just good. Uh, Farah, um, I thought that the she has this as a question. The stick blade. That's quite a good name for it, I suppose. Uh, fight with Felix and Huck was awesome. Almost like the Walking Dead's version of a lightsaber fight. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of the equivalent of like a sword fight or a lightsaber sort of type yeah. duel. Um, yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought that was yeah. good. Uh, I wonder if that will happen again. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's something I just didn't I didn't expect them to fight each other with these with these stick things so uh, I thought that was good uh, Ian says pick two characters from each show to team up against the undead so from Walking Dead well beyond and then fear uh, from Walking Dead I think that you go with Michonne and Rick that would be a good combination from fear I'd go with Alicia and Morgan and then well beyond I'd go with Felix and so I would say Huck because she's capable, but you couldn't really trust her, uh, especially at the moment. Um, Felix and I was going to say Elton because he's smart, but if you're talking about like them to fight against the undead, I don't think you'd pick Elton necessarily. One of the sisters maybe I think would uh, would work pretty well, but def- definitely Felix, I think uh, would be would be a good choice. How about you? Two characters from uh, each show. Two characters from each show, uh, or, or are we talking about two characters kind of joining across each yeah, show? Yeah, like a like a six person team. Okay, up, if you were doing a six person team up, uh, let's say, um, so I would go with uh, Daryl and let's go Daryl and Negan from that, just to be different <laughs> from you, Daryl and Negan. Um, mm. and then we'll have uh, yeah you've got to kind of have Morgan and uh, John I think the the gunslinger from because oh, yeah. I, I think he's amazing that character I think he's really good fun so I, I go with those two and because you could have him kind of picking off them, picking them off a different at a distance yeah. and um, then I would go with yeah you see I, I probably would go with Felix and Elton <laughs> I think mm. I think I think you know Elton maybe kind of you know tying them up and uh, and then Felix <laughs> he could tie them up down. and Felix could stab them, them yeah. down yeah yeah 
yeah, that might work. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's the team that we go with. Uh, let me know, let us know what you would would choose. And then lastly, Barry says uh, David was right about Silas, and yes, you were about him yeah. kind of giving himself up. So. Uh, we've already talked about that, but thank you everybody who's written in this season. Thank you, David, very much for joining me. Thank you for joining me today for so long. <laughs> I know <laughs> no it's way. been a long podcast, but uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. And uh, we'll be back um, next year with all three shows. Uh, I'll be back doing the Solo Fear podcast. Hopefully I enjoy that a bit more in the second half. Uh, Walking Dead will be back with the bonus six episodes on the 1st of March. Um, so that will be the 3rd of March will be the podcast because that will be the Wednesday. Uh, so look out for that and then more beyond we'll be back at some point i don't know exactly when what show is supposed to be back at what like how they're going to shift them around this time um but we know that we know that we got the the first thing which is uh first of march for the main show um do you think they'll try and squeeze one of the others in before that or have that as like the start of the year uh i'm not sure yeah yeah cuz that, that's sort of like their early q1 sort of um part of the year so mm-hmm. we'll see how all that goes but uh, we'll be back for the three shows next year uh, don't forget although this is the end of the walking dead uk podcast for 2020 uh we do have other stuff that we cover of which i've mentioned in the housekeeping section uh we have the gaming podcast we have the manchester united podcast we have um the star trek podcast that's still going for uh, for, for a little bit at least um and uh, lots of other things as well uh, and don't forget i'll be back later tonight to talk about whatever manchester united do against psg so look out for that as well um there's something else big we need to talk about uh david of course does run geek town geek town and geek town radio on uh itunes but the geek town awards have launched do you want to talk a bit about that uh yes the uh geek town awards launched on the 1st of december so they are running right now uh all you need to do is if you uh want to go on and uh, vote we want to know what your favorite tv shows films and games were of the of uh, 2020 so you can go on to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and you can vote on those there and you'll be entered into a huge prize draw giveaway which has a massive uh, box of geeky stuff mm-hmm. which uh, you can potentially win we've also got runner-up prize which is a smaller box of geeky stuff which is a sort of mystery box of of uh, bits and pieces but uh, there are pictures of the prizes up on the website you can i'm not going to go through the list but there is a big <laughs> list of of stuff that is on there so where uh, you can go on and vote and uh, all you've got to do is go on vote pick what you want and um then you'll be entered into the prize draw at the end of it, which is drawn at the end of the year. So uh, that's geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. Cool. Uh, and you can also go over there, of course, for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. Uh, Geek Town Radio is on Tuesdays. Uh, you can listen to this week's episode to see uh, what shows and games and, and, and films have been chosen for the actual awards themselves. Uh, so just look for Geek Town on your podcast platform of choice or go to geektown.co.uk for all of that uh for entertainment talk if you want to check out all the other things that we do entertainmenttalk.org for all of our tv video games films and manchester united podcasts as well uh if you like what you've heard today and you want to support it and support more of it uh there's a few different options for you patreon there's the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for ad free and review options uh word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about everything that we do and about Geek Town and Trista Bytes. Uh, speaking of Trista Bytes, that is Bex over on Twitch. She streams daily over there 
And uh, if you search for Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, you can go and follow her over there. So just just get involved with everything that we do and uh, tell your friends, family and whoever, uh, either through word of mouth or social media. So Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups or whatever else you're using. Uh, Let's Play Sundays, look out for those on Sundays. Um, and uh, you can also find me over on Twitch as well. That's eTalk UK. Uh, if you like The Last of Us 2, uh, I'm streaming bits of that at the moment and then uh, doing my uh, Pez season uh, with Manchester United and some other games in the future as well. I think that's everything. Uh, so thank you all very, very much for listening. David, thanks for joining me for a, quite a long time today. You're and welcome. we will see you all uh, next time. Goodbye. Bye.